0: soldiers marched that day in Manhattan. For almost as long as anyone could remember, the sight of soldiers had invariably meant the same thing, whether they were French or Russian, Austrian or English, whether they belonged to kings or battle-hardened mercenaries, whether they moved in great formations or galloped along on horseback. Too often their presence was ominous signaling that the campaign was beginning and the war was deepening, that the dead would increase and the bloodshed would continue and the suffering would go on. But today their footsteps were unique, booming out the rights of nationhood. They called out a celebration of victory and the raising of the flag, the American flag. It was November 25th, 1783, evacuation day in New York City. As morning broke, the crowds converged, and the collective pulse quickened, murmuring with exhilaration. A hundred years later, the city would still remember and celebrate this day. By Manhattan's shores, the last British troops, heads bowed, doer and defeated, were ferried out to transport ships waiting for them in the harbor. Then, sails aloft, their gleaming masts disappearing into the distance. For the British, there was indescribable sorrow at the loss of their 13 beautiful provinces. And there was then, as one man remembered, a deep stillness. And then, pandemonium. The final corner of occupied territory was now free. It was precisely one o'clock. The bells of New York, all but silent since the Stamp Act's repeal, and languishing for years in storage, now rang. While at the southern tip of the island, the flag, torn down in September 1776, was soon hoisted anew to flutter in the wind. All across the city, young and old alike, collected in anticipation by the corner of Broad and Pearl Streets, where a roar of applause would ebb and mount, and over to Bowling Green, where in 1776 the Declaration of Independence was read and patriots had toppled the king's equestrian statue and hacked the gilded crown off his head. Handkerchiefs flapped and gawkers hung out their windows, down past Trinity Church, where desperate Americans had once quietly prayed for deliverance. And now, before a thicket of patriots, scores of battle-tested American troops entered to reclaim the city. Led by General Henry Knox and flanked on one side by a hatless George Washington, mounted upon a brilliant white steed, and by Governor George Clinton on the other, here they came. These were the survivors of Bunker Hill, the heroes who crossed the Delaware, the men who had shivered at Valley Forge, and the victors at Yorktown. They were ill-clad and weather-beaten, but the people loved them just the same. Marching southward in formation under a velvety sky, the triumphant procession wound past Bluebell's Tavern, where Washington reviewed the pageantry, past half-ruined mansions where errant British flags still flew, and past the moldering earthworks and trenches that dotted the roads, down to the island's edge and the streets to the battery. Crowds gasped and erupted into shouts of hurrah. A 13-gun salute exploded into the air, while artists and scribblers converged, ready to record the event for posterity. At Fort Washington, the password of the day was peace. The eight year war was over. The dawn of a new era had begun. From a distance, one British officer marveled. The Americans are a curious people. They know how to govern themselves but nobody else can govern them. Yet, the revolution had been hard on the country. At least 25,000 Americans had died in the conflict, a staggering 1% of the population, a number surpassed only by the ruthless carnage of the Civil War. Indeed, one estimate held that as many as 70,000 had perished. And there were the memories Legions of American soldiers had been held captive aboard British prison ships anchored in the East River, ships that were damp, cold, and reeking from inadequate sanitation. The filth and the lice, the disease and malnutrition, not to mention the gross mistreatment, had carried off an astounding 11,000 continentals, nearly half of all the deaths in the war itself.